Jordan Perez. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm back with another episode. It's a very stressful time for a lot of pro golf hopefuls between the LPGA and LET. My guest this week has just experienced her first six months as a pro golfer and knows all these feelings very well. Kenzie Wright, who finished up her five-year college career at Bama and a pretty sweet amateur golf one for the books. Kenzie turned pro right after nationals and won in her first pro start as a pro, but has experienced all the ebbs and flows of mini tour life and Q school. She reminisces on her career as an amateur and her time at Alabama, but we dive into the post-grad life and what that's meant between finances, emotions, everything. Kenzie also dishes her thoughts on the college to LPGA pipeline and what she hopes to see in the future. Kenzie and I recorded this episode just ahead of the SEC Championship in football and the Arizona Women's Open, so shout out to her on her top 10 at the Arizona Women's Open. Kenzie's got a bright future ahead of her and is one of the best voices out there in pro golf, so I won't hold you up anymore. Enjoy. So I guess this is a really good question to start off with, to like dig a little bit to circle back to your goal, start in golf because I really want the full story yeah. but I was reading that you played your first tournament two months after you started playing golf in a yes. qualifier one what tournament was that and two your parents allegedly gave you a dog for qualifying <laughs> yes so it was the U.S. Kids World Championship was like the big qualifier and obviously I like just started and um so my parents thought there was like no way that <laughs> I would ever qualify so I think I started in like March and the qualifier was in May I think and um and my mom was like yeah if you qualify then we'll get you a dog so I really wanted a dog and I was like seven and so um so she's like there's no way like this is ever gonna happen and then I think I shot like 37 it was nine holes <laughs> thought, like, shot like 37 qualified and then we got my dog Rocky so <laughs> It was a great start. That is adorable. I mean, like, I mean, was that like, did that completely incentivize you from then on? Or were you just really like that self-determined in the moment? Yeah. Oh, totally. It was all about the dog. (laughs) (laughs) I made like a little, uh, like bag tag. Like we printed out pictures of dogs and that was my inspiration and everything. So. Oh my gosh. I mean, I guess from that point on, I mean, like what drove you? Was it like, (laughs) was it like more dogs? I mean, what? Where where did you take off after that? Um, I just fell in love with golf. Yeah. I just fell in love with golf and we lived on a golf course. So that was, it was super easy just to like hop out and like, I, well, actually what got me into it was I saw like a high school tournament, um, walk by. I was like, Oh, they're like actually kind of close to my age. And cause I, I always just thought it's like my dad and all of his friends. And then I was like, Oh, there's people actually my age playing. And, um, so that's kind of what got me into it. And then my cousin played and, um, so a lot of my family played already. And then, um, yeah, so I just, I just got into it. And then after, after I got the dog, I somehow stayed motivated, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just love the game and, and yeah, I just fell in love with it. So. All right. We'll dip a little more into your origins later, but right now <laughs> you're on a well-deserved break, but when you turn pro, you practically jumped into it right after nationals, yes. <laughs> you won your first event as a pro, like immediately I mean how are you able to kind of like get your mind right like so quickly especially coming after like the college grind especially because I think I was reading like on that week you made 15 birdies (laughs) yeah it's incredible (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I think I was like my whole like senior, well, I get not actual senior, but my fifth year at Alabama was so like, I, I was not playing well at all. <laughs> and I was just kind of, cause I played really well my actual senior year. And then just with that, with COVID hit and everything, I was kind of like, okay, what, what do I do to get back to that? So I felt like the whole last year I was like, just building up to like, okay, I feel like I'm so close. Like, I feel like I'm like about to have like that one tournament that is just really good. And then um, finally it came <laughs> at my first professional tournament, but I think just getting done with school and everything, I was just, I was so ready to be done with school <laughs> because I'm uh, being there for five years, which is a lot, but love, obviously love the golf part, but just being there for school for so long was, was a lot, but, um, but yeah, I was just, I, I felt like I was so close for so long. And then it finally just kind of all clicked that one week and, um, and yeah, I think it, it was kind of weird because starting out like winning your first tournament, I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> like, let's just do this every week. And then you get there. And then I, I started playing the women's all pro tour events, like right after that. And so I kind of had my taste of like tour life, I guess. And, um, and yeah, it's like, it's so much more of a grind than, <laughs> than anyone ever can say. It's just so different. And you're out on your own and it's like the first tournament was great because I won and then it's like the next week it's like oh no one cares <laughs> you know it's like you're just there on your own and and you're just trying to make money like everyone else so it's you know you kind of have your like five minutes of of glory and then you're just like okay well I gotta go try to win again next week so <laughs> so it's very different from college where you have like a whole team around you that's in coaches that are supporting you and that, that was amazing at Alabama and then you get out on your own and you're just like oh well my parents are proud of me like <laughs> that's great and then the next week no one really cares so <laughs> so yeah I mean what were other some other major lessons that you learned from spending that summer on the women's all pro tour because you're right like it's a taste of tour life you have to mm -hmm. learn to manage your own expectations set your own goals it's different from playing on a team but I mean yeah. what were some other big lessons that you learned yeah um luckily I got to spend a lot of time with um, Olivia Mahaffey um she had just gotten done at Arizona State too so we were kind of in the same boat and um, she had already had like her sponsors lined up and like she had an agent and all this stuff and so she was kind of the one helping me through everything she was like after because uh, she came she actually stayed with us for a couple of tournaments and um and she came here like right after I won the tournament and she was like well do you have this do you have this and I was like no she's like okay girl we gotta get <laughs> we gotta get you set up so she was kind of the one that helped me like just figuring everything out getting started and um because I mean I, I like I said I was playing so bad kind of my whole senior year that I was like okay like I'm just gonna figure it out and, and hope everything kind of works out and it did but I was a little late to the whole like turning pro party so um so she really helped me out a lot with that and, and it was nice to have someone on the road with because it's it's so like everyone always says how lonely it is and I can totally see how how that could be true because luckily I was enough I was lucky enough to be close to home like on the WPT but um, even then, I mean, it's, you're just, it's a grind and you're gone every week and you're trying to make money. And, um, so yeah, I could definitely see how everyone says it's super lonely. So we'll see, well, I guess we'll see how Symmetra goes next year. <laughs> so we'll dig into that a little bit too later, but yeah. you essentially had to head back to your home state of Texas to win that event, but, mm -hmm. um, you had to leave a little bit in order to get to where you are now. As mm -hmm. I understand, you grew up pretty close to SFU and you committed as early as your freshman year of high school, but you ended up leaving yes. for Alabama. What was mm -hmm. kind of the expectation versus reality that played out at like SMU and 
ultimately led you to Bama? Yeah, I um, I think I I definitely like fell into the trap of committing too early. I mean, I, it was way too early. Like looking back, you know, I, was, I think I I was just so excited to get an offer, and I was like, oh, this is this is exciting, and and then I was like that fear of like, oh well, I might not get anything else. And then now looking back, I was like, that was so dumb. <laughs> and but it was great. I mean, my freshman year was great. The team was great, and. Um, we had so much fun and, um, you know, things changed and, and I, you know, I decided that I needed to go a little further away from home and, and Alabama just happened to work out perfectly. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was crazy going in because they were, I guess, I, I can't remember if they were number one, whenever I transferred, but um, we won our first two events and Kristen Gilman and Lauren Stevenson were on the team and it was awesome and <laughs> it was you know different than anything I'd ever experienced and like getting to learn from them was amazing and um, and now you know they're both on LPJ which is really cool but um, but yeah I think just um, you know just I, having that experience like I wouldn't trade it for anything because you know obviously I learned a lot from it and um, and now I'm you know I'm I'm glad to have had both experiences so so yeah. <laughs> Had Bama had always been on your radar? I mean, were you nervous at all transferring to the SEC given like SEC women's golf is like <laughs> the best of the best, you know? Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, I went in not even knowing if I was going to be able to play a tournament. Like I was just, I was so just excited and, and I was like, okay, I don't even care if I play because I know I'm going to be around like just the best people in college golf. And um, so that, you know, obviously I was just like, okay, I mean, you know, I, uh, I, went in with I think like a 77 scoring average and I was like okay I'm just gonna go have fun and see what happens and um but yeah so that you know that expectation of them being literally the best team in college golf was like a big jump in. and um but yeah Alabama had always been you know something that I I personally was like okay it's so far like kind of out of my reach like that's what I always thought in high school like it's they're so good and I just never really imagined myself going there because I always just thought that they were like too good for me. <laughs> and, um, and, and then I found myself in a situation where I had the opportunity to go and I was like, okay, I'm, I would be so dumb not to, <laughs> not to take it. So, and I'm so glad I did. Cause it, it, I've learned so much from Nick and Susan and just my teammates and, and just the school itself is so cool. So it's, yeah, it was, it was crazy, but I definitely wouldn't have thought that I would ever end up at Alabama. <laughs> so. so it was a major confidence booster. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Speaking to the experience, I know for golf, it was extremely fulfilling, but you went to the pinnacle of all football schools. Yeah. I personally can speak for the experience at Florida, but yes. for those who aren't as familiar Please describe an average game day in Tuscaloosa and what your most memorable one was. Okay, I have to, I'll have to think about the most memorable, but um, I mean it's it's unreal. Like, I mean, I went to SMU when they weren't good at all, <laughs> and there was always more like opposing team fans than there were SMU fans, so um, it was kind of a <laughs> crazy jump. But yeah, I mean, we um, you know I think once a year we'd have recruits. Um, where we'd do like the whole tent and everything and we'd have the tailgate and set up and which was really fun and then otherwise you know if it was just us we'd try to find you know like friends that had tailgates going on or something and try to have the whole um, the whole experience but um, but yeah uh, game days are 
insane in Tuscaloosa. Like I always said, I'm never going in like any, I'm not leaving my apartment ever <laughs> to try to go anywhere because it's just insane trying to get around. <laughs> and, and like, I think one one time whenever I first got to Alabama, I was like, oh, I think we're leaving for a trip. Maybe the next day or something. I was like, oh, I'll go get my hair done. Like, so I can look cute. And then it took me like an hour for a five minute drive. And I was like, okay, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's, it's unreal. And it's just so much fun. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, we'd always sit together like as a team and it's just, yeah, we always had so much fun. So, so was that your and, biggest um, culture shock? Definitely. Definitely. And I just remembered my, my story too, my most memorable. So my, my teammates and I, we went, uh, college game day was there for the LSU game, I guess, two years ago already. And, um, we went, we went at three o'clock in the morning to try to line up and, and it was like 30 degrees and it was the biggest mistake of our lives, but it was, <laughs> it was so much fun. So yeah, that was, that, that had to have been the most memorable because the game wasn't until like, I guess, I guess it was a three o'clock game, but it felt like it was, it started at 10 because we had been up all day long, but, <laughs> but yeah, that definitely had to be the most memorable just because of how delusional we were by the time <laughs> the game started. So I mean, like I, I'm, I don't know. I'm very weak. I, anything that involves like waiting out in the cold is like an automatic yeah. no for me, but like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, versus like, even just playing golf in the cold, you know, you're moving. So there's like your body's warming up, just yes. like standing in the frigid cold yes. is so hard. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> That's what we said. We were like, we're, we're so glad we did it, but we're never going to do it again. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's college game day. Like that's yeah. like a once yeah. in a while. Our sign did get on at least. So, what was the sign? Um, I think it was like two games after. I think like Joe Burrow's pants got pulled down or something. So we said like LSU's IQ is as low as Joe Burrow's pants or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but <laughs> yeah. And then of course okay. we had to make like a cute one, like Alabama golf, like say hi. <laughs> so, <laughs> who came up with that? Um, I think my teammate Caroline did. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. She, she, she just had this like team devoted day to just building the poster. You were like, oh, absolutely. Going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were literally like on the ground at our facility, just trying to find, come up with anything to get on TV. So, <laughs> and you did. That's hilarious. Yeah, we did. <laughs> All right, let's reflect a little bit more on your experience while you were at Alabama. Mm -hmm. um, some things that you had to do a little waiting for, including Augusta and the Arnold Palmer Cup. But first, yes. Augusta. I yes. mean, how many divots did you intentionally make just to take some grass home with you? Like, how hard was that wait? I can't imagine. Yeah, it was crazy. I I think it was it was just so like my my whole actual senior year. I guess like the first semester that was my entire goal was just make it to Augusta and. Um, so it felt even longer because it's like I, I felt like I had waited so much already just to try to get there and then to have it, you know, postponed obviously was was kind of, you know, tough. But um, but yeah, I, I didn't I think I saw something on Twitter where this guy saved divots from like all the courses that he'd been to. And I didn't see it until like a couple months ago. I was like, I wish I remember I thought of that before Augusta because we definitely <laughs> would have been doing that. But um, yeah, I took home so many teas. <laughs> It's like I'm gonna try to keep as much as I could. We my my favorite story or like one of the funniest things that happened when we were there was um, we had the like players dinner right before I think it was the first round and it was in the Augusta clubhouse and just like all the girls were freaking out. 
and uh, um, they had this butter that was like shaped like the Augusta logo and all of us at the table were like this is so cool like the butter is shaped like a ghost like this is so cool and um and then there were like so we went to the bathroom because we're like oh because you can use your phone like at all on the clubhouse and um and one of the girls was like had her phone we're like we like we got to see if we have like the geo tag on snapchat so we can take pictures and like prove we were here and then this other girl was like did y'all see the butter like she totally wasn't at our table either we're like this is hilarious that we're at augusta national and the biggest like thing everyone talking about is the butter (laughs) at the table but um but yeah being there was just insane and um yeah it was it was yeah it was so awesome I like I just I can't even like say how cool it was because it's it was just amazing so it was definitely worth the wait so <laughs> but before I get to the question everybody probably wants to know which is your favorite hole I mean <laughs> were these butter was this just like a massive mound of butter or was it just like mini Augusta butter no like, it was, was just it? like individual yeah it was like just the individual little like circles of butter but they, it had like the Augusta logo printed on it so it was just like I don't know it was just it was just cool and it was yeah it was like the whole talk of the <laughs> of the dinner apparently so <laughs> favorite hole favorite hole okay I think I mean it has to be it has to be like I guess 12, but I don't, I started on 10 cause I missed the cut, <laughs> but I started on 10 and it was like one of those that I think that had to be my favorite hole just because it was like the first time I really realized like where I was. Cause I mean, champions retreat was amazing, but you don't really realize you're in Augusta until like you're at Augusta and like just standing on the tee box. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. So like for me, it's the most memorable just because I remember like being so nervous on the tee. It was like, I, this means absolutely nothing. Like I'm not playing tomorrow, but I'm still so nervous because <laughs> it's like, a, so, like you want to play good. So, um, but yeah, I think 10 was just memorable because the first hole and just I, it, that's when it just kind of clicked that I was playing Augusta. So <laughs> it's kind of hard to beat. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I mean, like that just had to have been purely chills. Like, I think that's like what everybody says when they, at least anybody that I've talked to that has played Augusta National Women's Am and they're just like, oh my gosh, it just hits you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's yeah, it's unreal. So <laughs> I have a question from my good friend at College Golf Book. He'd like to yes. know about your experience at the Arnold Palmer Cup and what your ideal mixed format event would look like. Okay. Um, well, I'll have to think about the second question, but it was so much fun. I, um, you know, playing at Bay Hill was really, really cool. Cause it's, it's, you know, it's Arnie's place. Like it's, it, it kind of, I don't know. It, I feel like it made it extra special since, you know, it's, it is the Palmer cup and it just felt like, a, I don't know, like it was his, you know, it just, it just felt extra special, but um, it was so much fun. And any team event is just so cool. Cause I mean, that's what I, we were talking about mostly the whole week was that we'd never get to play with the guys and it's just insane to watch them play. Like they're so freaking good. <laughs> and um, like, just, we played practice rounds together and like, just every time, like, they'd be like, Oh, y'all short game is so good. And we're like, but y'all hit the ball so good. <laughs> like with this whole week, we're just talking about like how good like everyone was, but um, yeah, it was just, it's so much fun. And um, you know, the only like, the closest thing I had to that was I played on um, the Wyndham cup, like back in junior golf. And, um, but I don't know, something about like Palmer cup, it just, it's just extra special. And it was, it was really fun. So, but uh, if I, so if I like made up a, a mixed team event or like, what's my favorite already? 
you if you made up your own okay um i'd have to i don't know i mean i like alternate shot because it's we get to hit from a lot further up than we normally would <laughs> um but at least for me i don't hit it super far so <laughs> but whenever we played alternate shot like, oh this is what it's like to only have 100 yards in but um i don't know i'm I, i'm trying to think because i guess I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess I have to stick with alternate shot because it's just super fun. But I'm trying to think if I made up my own what it would be. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with alternate shot, and I'll keep thinking about it. If I if I think of something else, I'll let you know. So that would be my preference personally. So good choice. Yeah. I, I just feel like I honestly feel like it's a little more tense. I like that. Yeah, I like the tension. Yeah. Yes. I know for amateurgolf.com, you spent some time there. You wrote a little yeah. piece on LPGA University, which I thought was so cool something yes. that I'm always thinking about um mm -hmm. but I love your thoughts like a little more on the system of qualifying in women's golf you went mm -hmm. to the, recently went through Q school so you've had yeah. that experience firsthand now yeah um I mean you know firstly I mean what are your thoughts on Q school in general just being so fresh out of it yeah I think you know like going through it already like being away from college golf because I feel like the whole controversy like two years ago was like that Q school was taking away like the best players and and I could totally see that because you know there were so many girls that turned pro like right after Q school and and left you know in the middle of the season and so you know being in college golf at the time I was like well I don't like I don't think I could ever leave you know was, but now it's like okay looking back and now I'm in the position where you know, I went through Q school and it's kind of like do or die, like especially stage one, like it was so stressful. Like you could just feel the tension on the last day. Cause it's like this, this is like, literally, am I going to have a job next year or not? And, you know, like the girls that are going, that are, are still in college and going through Q school. I was like, I'm jealous of y'all because you like, you have something to fall back on. Like you have, you have this whole year of college golf to still be able to finish and, and I was like, that must be like so nice. Cause you know, it's, there's so many girls that, you know, either this is their first year like me where, you know, you're going through two school the first time or those girls that have already played on tour a little bit. And then they're having to go back to stage one. And then it's, you know, it's, it's literally just, you're playing for if you're going to be able to make money for a whole year or not. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just in a whole different type of pressure that I've ever experienced. And um, I, my goal is to never have to go back to stage one again, <laughs> because it was so stressful. Um, but, and then you get to stage two and you're like, you can kind of breathe a little bit. Cause you're like, okay, at least I know I have some sort of status. Like I have something, but obviously you're still, you're still fighting for that same, you know, the same thing that everyone else is. And you're trying to get to the LPGA, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, yeah, it's tough, but I, I mean, I think it's, it's also fair because I mean, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't really know any other way to do Q school, but I do, I, you know, I, as I wrote about, you know, earlier in the year, I do think that there could be a better way to, to kind of do like what the guys are doing with their PGA Tour U. And um, I think it'd be really nice for, for the girls to have that too, because I think there's so many good uh, girls in college that just, you know, they're, they're either going to Q school now or they're waiting their, their time, but I think that they kind of deserve a chance to get their freeway into, or not freeway, but you know, you know what I mean? Like their, their way to work their way in throughout the year as well as the guys are having. So I think it'd be nice. <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, it's it sort of builds some sort of meritocracy because you I mean you're accomplishing all these things in college or your amateur summers, and then yeah. you're back to essentially the same drawing board as everybody else. And then, yeah. you know, and I think especially like on the fan side or viewer side, like that even makes exposure even harder because then they don't know necessarily yeah. like who to root for and stuff. Exactly. Especially like those who aren't uh, aren't as into women's golf or maybe who are trying to get into it like yeah. they look at maybe the lpga solely and it's like you've either got a mix of people who like didn't go to school or did and they're like on yeah. the come up but like it like it's i think yeah. it, it's almost harder to explain like women's golf at times than it can be men's and that yeah. that sucks in a sense yeah absolutely and i think like if they were get if like girls were given that platform to kind of be able to raise awareness for like their brand early like earlier on I think it would help so much because I mean like guys I feel like you already kind of know like who you want to root for when they get on tour and girls would like you just don't really have that and there's I mean it, it's insane like how how good so many girls are like that just you know that not not kind of like just the public would know about because they just don't really get the recognition that some of the guys do but I think that is changing too, though. So hopefully it keeps moving in that direction. So <laughs> yes, let's keep moving the needle. I do <laughs> yeah. want to ask another question in relation to that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like choosing between like one's athletic prime while sacrificing education has become like a harder decision now? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Because I, I think, think like, I don't know I mean because that, that was kind of the whole you know thing with like whenever like Kristen and Lauren left school and it's like it's really hard to blame them when they have LPGA status waiting for them and you know they're if they stayed they would have to be sacrificing all this money and you know looking back you know of course it, you know being on the team it's like oh please stay because we're playing so well with y'all but you know it's like you also don't want to be selfish because it's like they have the chance to make so much money and and in start the season fresh like at the beginning instead of just having to join in the middle and then you you don't know golf is so weird that it's like you don't know what's ever going to happen and you know so it's like now looking back it's like oh yeah that's a no-brainer like they should definitely go pro so I think you know I, I think yes and no but I also think that it just kind of depends on the person and if, if you know that you're going to be consistent and be able to keep everything going then play college golfing and get better and and be able to have the whole experience but if you're if you're good enough to go pro then sure go pro <laughs> so yeah I guess it's interesting when you compare golf to other sports where people really do have that freedom at any point but I think like you mentioned earlier like you'll see people come through the pro pipeline and you'll be like I've never heard of you and you're this person yes. was just casually balling out in yes. some system or another but that wasn't college golf and you're yeah. like okay, go off, I guess. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I want to know, like, in regards to your amateur golf career, is there anything that maybe you'd wish you'd done differently or any takeaways that you have in hindsight where you're like, maybe if I'd done this or did this, like, is there any any way that you feel about it at all? Yeah, I mean, there's always little things that I wish I did differently. Like, you know, it's, that you kind of learn along the way but I mean really I I I don't want to be like no regrets but I really like I don't really have any regrets with like what I did because I feel like everything I kind of that kind of happened happened for a reason you know with with I mean obviously you know I'd love to have my actual senior year 
like be able to go back and finish that because it was I was just I was playing really well and and I had kind of so much lined up like I literally had my whole um like schedule like I had my schedule as my wallpaper on my phone of like the rest of 2020 and I was like so excited and and then everything gets canceled and that's but that's nothing I can control but um you know that that was that that really sucked because it was everything seemed to be going kind of like the way I wanted it to and then it's like oh nope like (laughs) you everything gets canceled and then um but you know I also think that everything happens for a reason and for whatever reason I was supposed to go back to Alabama for another year and and it worked out great so um so yeah I mean there's nothing really that I would change like looking back but um but yeah so everything everything's been good so (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying no regrets either. Yeah, like, hey, yeah. that's like everything works out for a reason. And I mean, yeah. like, it's, it's sometimes it's like, yeah, like you could tweak a little things. You think it's going to go on a little bit differently. But yeah. I mean, it's refreshing when you can look back at an experience and be like, okay, like I'm happy with how this turned out. Yeah. So I want to ask you something in regards to like your pro career. You recently opened a GoFundMe to help cover your expenses in professional mm-hmm. golf, which a lot of people do when they turn pro because it's obviously a very hefty set of expenses. Um, and yeah. is honestly like, I guess like from the outside is probably the toughest, if not, yeah, like one of the toughest parts about turning pro. Yeah. Um, if you're comfortable sharing, I mean, can you tell us just how much of an undertaking it's been for you and like yeah. your time? playing professional golf absolutely well I think the biggest thing is Q school because um for stage one and two it was like five grand and that's not include that's just entry fee like that's not including flights or hotel and all that stuff so it's that itself is just crazy and then um yeah so I played in the WAPT the whole summer and like each entry fee is like $550 and then um, then you have to pay the membership fee and then which I think is another 500 or something like that and then um, I luckily I was staying with Olivia like the first half of the season so we got like an Airbnb to split a couple times and so that helps out and then um, yeah just just all the little things that just add up really quickly <laughs> like flights and a rental car and and then food once you get there and then um luckily my boyfriend caddies for me like pretty much every week so I <laughs> I don't have to pay him a lot but <laughs> um I wish he probably he probably wishes I would but um but you know a lot of girls have caddies that they have to pay and and then you have to figure out okay well a caddy helped me save a few strokes so I can make more money to pay them or do I just go on my own and hope that it works out and um, you know, for some girls, it works really well, but I, I get a little too emotional in the course for, <laughs> for me to just go by myself, but, um, but yeah, and I, like, I, I've, you know, I've gone through it where I've gone without them or with them, and you know, I've figured out that it's better, like, we work better as a team, so it's, it's worth, like, the expense for me, because then I know that I'll probably, you know, play a little bit better and make a little bit more money, so uh, um, it's just, yeah, it's, there's a lot that goes into it. And, um, you know, even just with winning, cause I won the Texas women's open and, you know, even that, I mean, it's, it's still like, I'm, <laughs> I'm running out of money really quick. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, you, you make money one week and then you're like, okay, well, at least I have one hermit paid for. And yeah, it's, it's a lot more than, you know, cause I, that's why I said, I think I said earlier, like people always say like how, I feel like the only things you hear are like how lonely it gets and then how much it costs. And both are definitely very true. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a lot, but it's, it's also worth it because 
when you do get that check, it's very rewarding. So <laughs> what's another positive to balance out the lonely and the expensive? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it's just, it's so much, I mean, it really is so much fun. I mean, you get, you get to meet so many cool people and, and then once you start to get to know like a, a couple and then you get some friends and then you look forward to the next week and you're like, Oh, I'm paired with her. Like, like I'm so excited. And um, so, yeah, like just getting the chance to, to meet a lot of people that are going through the same thing as you is really cool. And um, I just joined out at a course not too long or a couple months ago. And there's a couple of girls out there that are kind of going through their, they were on Symmetra or, you know, the WPT too. So we've kind of become friends and going through the same thing and um, we're just like-minded. And so that's definitely like just really cool is being able to have people around you that are doing the same thing as you and um, so it just makes it less lonely. <laughs> so, so we've migrated from the team group chat to the pro group chat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know what's your schedule like for the new year? You got some symmetric status from key school, mm-hmm. but I mean, how does that kind of look like? Yeah. So I'm actually playing, I'm actually leaving this Saturday. I'm going to play the Arizona women's open. Um, and then after the new year, I'm playing the, um, I just saw it on Instagram and I had never heard of it before, but it's the big money golf classic. Um, and it's actually becoming like a really big event. And like, there's a lot of um, like a couple of LPGA girls that are signed up for it and stuff. So I'm going to play that, which will be really exciting. And then um, as far as my symmetric status, I might miss like the first two events. I was looking back on um, like the last couple of years and girls that had similar status. So I think I might miss like the first two events and then I should be should be good to go after that so I'll be playing Symmetra and then if I miss like the first couple I'll probably play just a couple of the women's all pro tour events just to get some starts but you know try to make some money so (laughs) is it kind of like a nice little weight off your shoulders knowing that you do have some status and like there is some certainty in your future 100 (laughs) percent yeah I yeah after stage one like I think it I played really well like the third day at stage one where I kind of had it, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. And after that, I was like, I, looking back, I was like, I am so glad I did that because I would be so stressed out right now if I was trying to figure out what kind of status I'd have not making it through stage one. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a huge weight off my shoulders. So lastly, for the weekend, um, Bama's obviously got a pretty big game out coming up against yes. Georgia. Um, <laughs> but I guess in the sort of long term, can we get a little prediction for Bama's CFP run? Oh, well, I'm really nervous about this game this weekend. I'm hoping they just are gonna pull it off and and be able to win, but I'm I'm kind of scared <laughs> to watch the game. I'm not gonna lie. But I'm, I have high hopes. I mean, they're Alabama, so I feel like they're gonna be able to pull it off, but I'm a little scared just based on how they've been playing this whole season. So <laughs> we'll see. Hopes it's, are been, high. it's been a little turbulent. I mean, this yeah. past weekend, I feel like can you really get any more nerved up than that? Right. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. If if they lost this past weekend, I, I would have been like, okay, what's 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 next year looking like? But no, I'm I have I have newfound hope. So I'm I'm just gonna say that they're gonna play really well. And, have have good vibes going in so <laughs> on the outside I really enjoyed the OT rules in that moment since like my team is just getting a random bowl game at this point yeah. but <laughs> what are your thoughts on the uh overtime rule <laughs> yeah I mean I think they're a lot better than the NFL so I'm just glad that there's no like ties because I think that's ridiculous but 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it makes it very exciting, a little more nerve wracking, but <laughs> I, I think it's good. So <laughs> thank you. I'm not a hater of the overtime rules either. It's no. a better product. Like yeah. everybody is going to tune into like a two point conversion fast, in my opinion. It yeah. also tells you who's been practicing it. And who hasn't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, I Especially think it makes that, it exciting. So yeah, I think that one against like I think Penn State had the one that went into like nine yes. or something. Yeah, yeah I like, can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, it was crazy. I was hoping I, I don't think I would have made it if Alabama went to nine. So I'm glad they, they stuck to what's it like four. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. My uh my final question. Uh favorite holiday tradition. Hmm. Okay, well, we always do Christmas Eve um stuff so I guess just my mom makes uh, spaghetti so I guess that's this that has to be my favorite because we just all get together as a family I have a really small family so we just all get together and have the spaghetti open presents on Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day is just like chill and enjoy the new things that you got so <laughs> so yeah I think just just being together and yeah just enjoying the night so that has to be my favorite Ooh, <laughs> and watching that. Christmas vacation. So that's our favorite movie. So <laughs> personally, my family always watches elf. That's our, Oh yeah. yeah. That's our chosen Christmas movie. But yeah, I love how everyone just kind of has like that one, right. Uh -huh. That you have to watch through the year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. We've already watched it like one, at least twice. So <laughs> you can pretend like you haven't at all. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's fine there's, there's no better way to get in the spirit I feel like exactly. I feel like last year it was a little harder to get in the spirit but now I'm yeah. like a little more amped up especially yeah. after the past weekend I'm like okay I'm out here mm -hmm. buying gifts like yes. I'm, I'm really in the mood now like I'm so excited to give everybody yeah. these things I'm like, ready to go I'm feeling it this year yeah I am too I am too <laughs> well I'm glad to hear it thank you so much for sitting yeah. down and chatting with me all things your amateur and your pro career I'm so excited for you it was really oh, great to you. get um just a look and your thoughts on everything I mean this is just a such a major step in your life and it's really excited to see what's ahead for not only yeah you're playing next week but for 2022 yeah well thank you so much for for having me I appreciate it it was really fun I also, I also have to give you a special shout out because you were the first player who followed my old podcast swings and studies oh, really? yeah and that that was when I was like first podcasting before I joined uh -huh. fire pit collective so special shout out to Kenzie for <laughs> being the first player to follow swings and studies that was that was really awesome so thanks for yeah. the support absolutely <laughs> I can right. say I was a day one follower so <laughs> yes yes Kenzie can be yeah you you can claim the day one thank for you. sure that Appreciate goes it. to you <laughs> Thanks to Kenzie for joining me this week and offering a little bit of insight into her pre and post-grad experience. I'll attach Kenzie's socials to the episode description and peace. Thanks for joining us this week. <laughs>